Sats News and Sport. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. It's Anne and Renata. Welcome back, everyone. We're back in the studio. What have I done? You're pressing buttons already? No, no. I'm too loud? You're blowing my ears out. Oh, yeah, I don't know if they're the buttons you touch, though, Renata. Already you're touching buttons. Um, Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those who are fathers, those who are fathers who don't need to be fathers, those who are mothers that have to be fathers, and uh, all the fathers who, um, yeah, uh, happy Father's Day. So I just want to try and cover everyone there so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> I think you've done really well. All, all the people who step up to be fathers. That's right. That's it. That's right. All right. We've got a jam-packed show, haven't we? Oh. <laughs> I forgot I had that in my pocket. That just scared the bejesus out of me. Okay. We'll just give a round of applause. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody gave Anne a toy. That's going to be madness. <laughs> oh, All right. So, we're, yeah, we've got a crazy show happening. Um, there are a few stories that we are... She, she just told me to calm down. No, no, quiet down unless my... No, my you've got to turn it down from over there. Oh, okay. You're right. Dag. Mm, okay. <laughs> Somebody that was deaf was on with those headphones beforehand. What? 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 Eh? What? All right. So, we've got some paranormal stories to kick off with. Some yeah, paranormal... Paranormal news. Paranormal news. Now, do you want to go first? I can go and turn your headphones down for you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, So this is actually very new. It only appeared um, one or two days ago. And it's through the wonderful Higgy Pop for anyone who um, is wanting to follow this game with me. And this is all about paranormal insurance. And can you get insurance for paranormal activities? Well, we know that you can because we've got to have it. We've got it. But worried you might get abducted by aliens, so this is your insurance, or that your home might be trashed by a pesky poltergeist. I have to you try and get back up in this chair again. This is not pretty. You might be wondering who to call. Well, your best bet isn't a ghost hunting company. It's an insurance company. So when it comes to ghost spirits and all things supernatural, there are two types of people in this world those who believe and those who don't and there's a small percentage of individuals who don't know exactly where they stand on the matter but until they make up their mind we'll leave them out of the picture unlike in the movies people who believe in the existence of otherworldly beings are not willing to take on the role of ghostbusters or vampire slayers in fact most of them suffer from a crippling fear of the supernatural and they'll go to great lengths to keep themselves safe and that's where insurance policies come into play to offer them peace of mind now you know what insurance policies are all about don't you How is that for a sound oh, effect? Oh, she's going to be doing this all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are all types of insurance policies on the market. Some are more unusual than others. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon to search for homeowners insurance, health insurance, pet insurance, and even the best DJ insurance on the market. But not everyone is interested in getting the run-of-the-mill insurance policies. Some need a bit of extra coverage to help them sleep peacefully at night. Which brings us to the question, 
is there such a thing as insurance for paranormal activities? Surprisingly or not, the answer is yes. I'm just going to ignore that. So if you're worried that something terrible might happen to you because of a malevolent entity, can thank you. I can't stop it once you it's have going. <laughs> several options to keep these dangerous creatures at bay. So there is alien abduction insurance. I need the So we've lost count of the stories we've heard about UFO sightings and terrifying alien abductions. While there's no proof that aliens are real, well, I think there is now. <laughs> Lots of people claim to have been abducted by aliens and those who believe in their existence don't want to take any chances. If you want to protect yourself from potentially harmful extraterrestrial experiences, you can now purchase alien abduction insurance. Yes, and that will be... The tricky part is you have to provide proof that you've been kidnapped by entities from another planet in order to file a claim. However, this doesn't seem to discourage buyers and alien abduction policies continue to be sold throughout Europe. Can someone help me, please? please? <laughs> and there is also werewolves, vampires and ghosts insurance. I don't have those sounds. So if aliens don't scare you, there are other entities that might. Every culture has its own creepy mythical beings that have been given rise to countless chilling stories over the years but there are certain supernatural creatures that are found in almost all cultures of the world they're the werewolves and vampires and ghosts amongst the most popular supernatural beings to be known to man and as you would expect there's an insurance policy that can protect you from them Several companies. Oh, I waited there. I, I waited for that. Yeah, I felt it. I felt the need to put that there. Several companies are offering insurance policies that provide coverage in case you get injured or killed by paranormal activity or if you're attacked by a vampire or werewolf. The number of companies that sell insurance policies. Oh, thank God he's going to be talking shortly and I can take that and throw it in the bin. Uh, for paranormal activities is probably going to increase in the future as there's always going to be demand for it. So no matter what your fears are, you'll definitely be able to find an insurance policy to suit your needs. Well, I've had to hide my, my little sound machine now because she said she's going to take it off. She drank my... No, thank you very it's much. It's like a child with a new toy. So? <laughs> I used to work um, in play-up in aged care, and that was one of my props that I used to use, and I used to have and, a lot of fun with it. And what did you just say to me as you were driving <laughs> in? You're still working in aged care? Yep. Um, all right, so I have got a story for you. Oh. <coughs> right, now this was in the, the newspapers on August the 17th, so not that long ago. Woman claims she's married to Michael Jackson's ghost, mm -hmm. he stays possessed in me. Now, the story is by Samantha Ibrahim. Bless you, Samantha. Right, so Billie Jean is not this woman's lover. In fact, she thinks the late Michael Jackson is. Now, this lovely lady, her name is Kathleen Roberts. And actually, you were showing me her photo the other day. A woman who claims she's Marilyn Monroe uh, it reincarnated believes that she is... Uh, married to the King of Pop's ghost. Oh, do you remember this lovely yes, lady? I do. How yeah. can you forget her? Yeah, according to an article she wrote for the Daily Star, Roberts alleged that Jackson's ghostly presence doesn't have sex with her. However, he likes to use her earthly body to dance, sing and eat. 
Earl. Yeah. Alongside a video, she revealed that Billie Jean, that the Billie Jean singer proposed to her. She said no. No, no, hang on. Proposed to her clairvoyantly Uh with a pink engagement ring. Mm -hmm. She also claimed in the article that they had the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. officiate the nuptials when she was getting out of... A bathtub. Oh, yes. Well, you so know, she said, I do. Herself. She said, I do, as she got out of the bathtub. Right. right. Seems legit to me. <laughs> right. Michael stays in me. <laughs> Here we go. I can do this. Michael stays in me all the time. So he comes to the restroom with me. <laughs> And calls these special bonding moments toiletries. Oh, no. Roberts wrote of Jackson, who died in June 2009 at 50 due to cardiac arrest and and medication. (laughs) Anyway, his days possessed in me, not relaxed and not channeling and just enjoying living through me and communicating with me as a husband. Oh, she continued, sadly. She's a psychic medium, by the way, ladies and gents. I don't know if I could read this. But you are. I, <laughs> are we ready for the wheeze? Oh, no. No. He likes to eat in me. Right. Right. He right. loves cookies. Yep. He cusses a lot, more than I expected um, mm-hmm. to as a former fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberts also admitted her supernatural senses have been mistaken previously mistaken as schizophrenia. <laughs> Bless no, her. Oh, dear. She has also explained that the late music icon doesn't like being touched back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, does that mean right. that when no. he's in her body, if she touches herself, he doesn't like it? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't blame you, Michael. Mm-hmm. The clairvoyant Voyant added, he scares me with spider visions and dead corpse visions if I kiss him or try to initiate romance physically. How, how does she kiss him when he's inside of her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, he is very bossy and points things out like flaws and mistakes I make. I assume he got that from his father. So I'm supposed to be nice to fathers on Father's Day. So I try to overlook that because I love him and I'm not perfect either. (laughs) No, you are not, She She also writes that she feels special. (laughs) We all know that. We all know that. That Jackson chose her to be his wife. They treat our relationship as though we are married. We have our ups and downs, but Michael... The truth is, I just can't stop loving you. Oh, that's just so lovely, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that it just, just a, it brings a tear to your eye? Well, it literally did because I've just been laughing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I got through it. That's the first story of the evening I was worried I wasn't going to get through. Ah. But there are many more, mm. many more to come. But I think at this stage, I need to actually go and blow my nose because I've just been laughing a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. And we're going to head off to a little break and we've got the song... Oh, Renata picked this one. Yes. It's Scary Monsters and Super Creeps by David Bowie.
Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And you're back with Anne and Renata on Spooky Sundays. And thanks to Newcastle Live Radio for putting two old chooks on the air and having a good old time on a Sunday night. Hope you all enjoyed that last segment. This is the time that we head into... Australian ghost stories and Renata is actually the author of a book called Newcastle Ghost Stories and I believe today you have a really local one. Very local indeed. This is a story that was given to me um, and it's about a haunting from Cook's Hill. What? Hang on. Yes. No. Yes. I live in Cooks Hill. Just around the corner. Oh, good. So it's not in my street. Well, it could be. I don't know. I don't know the. Um, I don't know the actual address. Mm-hmm. And when I asked for people to actually give me stories for this particular book, uh, it was under the proviso that if they wanted to remain anonymous, they could, and they didn't have to tell me the address. All I asked is that the story be a truthful one. Fair enough. And this one comes from Mr. K. And here it is. In the early 90s, I lived in a house in Cooks Hill. The house was divided into three separate apartments. Downstairs, there were two single bedroom flats, while upstairs was a much larger two bedroom unit, complete with a long hallway and a very large lounge room. The hallway had top and bottom cupboards all the way down one side of the hall. The long rectangular lounge room contained two comfy chairs as well as a dining room table at one end. I lived in the one of the downstairs units. Friends lived in both the remaining units. It was in this house I experienced the presence of a very strong and what I consider to be unpleasant energy. As all occupants were friends, we would often spend time in each other's apartments. Initially, we found our experiences amusing. I remember one of the first times we encountered this energy. We had come home late one night from an evening out and we were sitting around the dining room table. We dumped our keys and loose change on the table and commenced a discussion. To our surprise, one of the coins slid along the table and dropped to the floor. This obviously caught our attention, but before anyone could say anything, another coin moved with such speed that it flew off the end of the table and hit the wall. This was quickly followed by the remaining coins all doing the same thing, one at a time. A knife block was hung on the wall in the kitchen above the sink. On one occasion following a group dinner, I was standing at the sink doing the dishes. All of a sudden, one of the knives left the knife block and flew over my shoulder. It crossed the room and stuck into the wall on the other side. Luckily, with a surprise, I moved sideways in shock as a second knife did the same thing. Things started to get a little out of control from that day onwards. I thought they were a bit out of control by that stage. <laughs> they got worse after that? I would regularly be awoken at night time with the presence of what I believed to be a little girl at the foot of my bed. I lived alone and do not have any children. In my mind, I could hear her calling, Daddy, Daddy. I would tell her, I am not your daddy, go away. And she would vanish. After several instances of this happening, I heard her say, Daddy, help me. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I said to her, 
I don't know how to help you. And with her image reddening, it faded away quickly. At this time, my friend who lived upstairs was also a work colleague. In the morning following the plea for help, I was suddenly awoken by a feeling of pressure on my chest. I was unable to lift my shoulders from the bed no matter how I tried. Eventually, I was finding it difficult to breathe, yet somehow managed to lift my shoulder from the bed, only to be thrust down again with the feeling of hands around my neck getting tighter and tighter. I honestly thought I was going to die. At that moment, the telephone rang and the pressure was instantly released from me. I stumbled to the phone and before I could speak, I heard my friend's voice calling from work. He said, What's happening? You're late for work and I just had a feeling something was going on in the house. He was right. On another occasion, my friends upstairs went away for the weekend. As he had a waterbed and I had never slept on one before, I asked if I could try sleeping on it while he was away. He agreed. On the night I, I, I slept on the waterbed, I actually had trouble getting to sleep. I felt very uneasy with what had been going on in the house. I lay on my back with arms outstretched and closed my eyes and tried to shut out any thoughts. Remember, this was the first time I had ever slept on a waterbed, so I was not used to how it felt or how a little movement could cause an almost floating sensation. That would never be me. <laughs> no, you're not, <laughs> you're not good no, in that sort of situation. No, no. no. <clears throat> I, don't, uh, I need that sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I slowly drifted off to sleep, and what I thought was a dream felt like I was being lifted off the bed, almost like I was floating above the bed. This made me feel very uncomfortable and I started to grip the bed with my hands. I was suddenly awoken by a banging and crashing sound and when I opened my eyes, I found that it wasn't a dream. <laughs> Not appropriate. Well, well done. I was actually floating 30 centimetres above the bed with my hands what? gripping the bed to hold on to. Oh, hang on, I don't sound for that. At that instance, I flopped back onto the bed and literally bounced onto my feet in panic. I headed straight out the bedroom door and down the hallway towards the back door. The banging and crashing sounds that I was hearing were actually all off the hallway cupboard doors that were opening and slamming shut all the way down as I was running past them. Eventually, all three of us moved out of that house and moved into different locations. The house has since been totally renovated and I have never returned to it. I often wonder if the energy is still there. I have never had much faith in psychics or fortune tellers before living there. However, I finally convinced myself to go and see one. I told her nothing of my experiences there or anything even related to the subject. To my surprise, as I walked into her room and before she commenced the reading, she looked at me and said, I need to tell you something. That place you lived in at, and she named the exact street address, and the presence you experienced there was pure evil. Oh, Wow, I've got goosebumps. Do you know what that needs? Uh, oh, sound effect. 
Yeah, that was great. That is a good story. That actually is a really good story. And I'm just like when I first moved out with my boyfriend mm-hmm. to live in sin, yeah. um, and that is now my husband, uh, we moved into a place in Bull Street. And it was a two-story big weatherboard house that had been divided into two flats downstairs, <gasps> single bedrooms downstairs. Oh. And upstairs, though, was a um, bed-sit rooms. It uh-huh. wasn't one big space upstairs. But mm-hmm. w- when you said the two single rooms downstairs, I'm going, uh-oh. <laughs> but there's a lot of history around Cook's Hill, isn't there? Yeah, and a lot of, a, a lot of ghost stories, actually. Uh, and look, anyone that's listening, if you have a ghost story and you actually live in Newcastle, we would love to hear from you. You can send us your story and um, we'd love to publish it in our next book. Next book? Yes. Well, you said we. You wrote that book. Well, my, my next book then. <laughs> Renata is the one that's talented with words. I'm just a goofball. Uh, yeah, that was a great story. Um, so I think what we need to do is we need to get some more uh, questions in. We don't have enough at this stage. You can also send in your tarot question. So if you have, if you're stuck at a bit of a crossroads at the moment, or you've had a poopy day and you, you're not happy with what's going on in the family, put it into a little bit of a question. Question and text it to 0490 84886. I'll say that again 0490 Text us your questions. And if you have some questions on the paranormal or if you have a story about the paranormal, oh, yes. let us know. In the meantime, we're going to head off to a song and uh, we've got a bit of. Black Magic Woman by Santana. Love this one. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. And happy, happy Sunday to you all. I hope you're all feeling better than my tummy is feeling. And now, yeah, but that's your own fault. That is my own fault because I do try not to eat carbs, but they just go and eat me. Mm-hmm. They're possessed. Now we we have a question we didn't get to last week, and it was an important question. We just ran out of time, so we actually kick off with that one. Uh, would you like to read that out, Renata? Yeah. Now this comes from Renee, and the thing is that she had um, her lovely. Ezra, little Ezra, aged three, who wanted to ask a very, very important question. And I think all of you will realise just how important it is when I say it. What food do ghosts like? Yummy food or rotten food? No food or invisible food is not acceptable, apparently. So it's either they like yummy food or yucky food. Yeah, I'd go for the yummy food myself. I'd go for yummy food, but I don't know if they can taste anything anymore. But maybe they have to be like Michael Jackson's wife and get possessed and they have to taste the food through them. Yeah. I think if they're good spirits, they're going to be having yummy food. But if they're nasty ones, they eat bad food. Mm. No, I think they'd still eat yummy food. (laughs) (laughs) I just eat food. Mm. All right, what was the other half of the question? Yes, and Renee has asked, is it possible to feel connected or drawn to a past relative that you never met in life? I feel incredibly connected to my grandmother Kathleen, who I never met as she passed when my mother was 12. Why would a spirit... Oh, okay, that's that's one question. Okay, 
All right. So would someone be drawn to a relative that they have not met? Well, this is the whole ancestral spirits thing, isn't it? Yes. So you've got your pool of ancestral spirits that work with you and protect you and look after you. Mm-hmm. So well, um, that's the thought. The, yeah, that's the thought. That's the thought. Um, so I think it is absolutely, definitely, positively, you could be uh, feel connected to someone, possibly because they're with you. Mm-hmm. And if you could find out any information about this particular person, it would be helpful, especially if you could get a hold of a photo, because sometimes a photo will have that moment where you go, oh, my goodness, it's like I actually know them, you know, that real deep connection when you see their face. Yes, and then you can actually put it, um, put her photo up somewhere in your house and maybe light a candle on her birthday or something and oh, say, hi, yes. I know you're protecting us and we appreciate it. Yeah, and there are special times of the year when we sort of have Halloween. Halloween is perfect for um, putting up photos or the names of those that have passed in your family and spending the evening just paying homage to them or at least sending them a prayer so that they are at rest. That's right. Or they will come and haunt the ass out of you. <laughs> All right, what's the next question we have there? Um, why would a spirit haunt an object like a doll? Um. There is like the whole Robert Dole thing that we did the True Hauntings podcast on. That was a whole interesting story where he actually felt um, like a piece of him went into that doll. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't necessarily possession, but it's almost like a twin flame. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to start her again. Oh, <laughs> uh, possibly in life, that person was so enamored by that particular item that they felt possessive of it and when they passed they wanted to hang on to it so therefore they they stuck with it Mm. maybe haunted is the wrong word to use Um, or it tends to make us think that uh, it's something evil or something terrible uh, when it attached. may it may not be attached is another yeah, yeah. you could use the word attached it vibrates be, with it it's, it seems <laughs> to be more of a neutral thing than than haunted yeah um, but like you said Robert the doll has the essence of his owner um, we have. Or come across many, many items that have been haunted over the years. And if you think you have particular items yourself, whether uh, when you were a child or grown up... You can you, pop them on eBay and sell them in Paranormal Treasure Treasure. <laughs> that you love and that you may have worn, for example, in the best of times and in the worst of times. And they hold energy. They hold our essence as Anne said, and people who are very, very clever can pick up on that energy and can tell you a story about what is going on. Whether those items can literally come to life as much as has been told in the Hollywood stories, I doubt very much. But there are certainly stories that we have heard, even one about a haunted bed, that, yeah, make you kind of go, goodness gracious, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, Now, what's some useful plants? For someone who might be interested in being a little bit witchy, what's some good plants to put in your garden, plants or herbs that might have some magical properties? Herbs. Any herbs? Any herbs? Well, lavender is always an easy one. Sage. I killed killed lavender. Yeah, sage if you can get uh, any. Uh, Lemongrass is another good one. So... Anything that you would normally use for cooking. Peppermint. Peppermint. Spearmint. Yes. Thyme. 
Yes. Oregano, oregano, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Basil. Basil. Parsley. <laughs> I mean, seriously, anything that you can grow in your garden that is edible yeah. will have magical properties to it as well. Yeah. And do you know that there is a garden in England, I think it is, that is a garden that is just full of uh, poisonous plants. <gasps> oh. So it's a botanical garden filled with poisonous plants and you can go and visit it. It's open to the public. I bet they've got cameras everywhere for the idiots that will try to eat it. I bet they do. But that, wouldn't that be fascinating? That would be really interesting. Now, your garden may not look super pretty, but it will be useful. And if you want to use it for more than just cooking, then you can actually dry those herbs and store them and uh, use them for whatever you wish to. Now, I've got a great question here from Jenny. Um, do you think there's a transition stage between dying and becoming a spirit or a ghost? Mm. That's a good question. And I find it really hard to answer those questions because I really haven't made up my mind myself what goes on. Um, the the Catholics would probably call that purgatory. Yeah, I think what it is, is sometimes um, people will say that, uh, oh, that spirit is caught in its death state and they don't realise they've actually died yet. Uh, so it's sort of like that, that in between. If they may have died suddenly, they don't realise that they've died and mm-hmm. they're in a, a no man's land, really, mm-hmm. um, until they come to the conclusion that they have passed. It's a bit like that movie with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- think that's maybe what she's referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, it all boils down to what we believe is the difference between a ghost and a spirit. And I've read a lot of books where people sort of say, if it is a ghost, it is earthbound or on this side. And if it is a spirit, it tends to it can have come already and go. crossed over and can come and go as it wishes. Yeah, it's just words. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead people. <laughs> so if you have a thought about that, send it in to 0490 and uh, we, we can discuss what you think is yeah, the and difference look, between ghosts and spirits. If you've spirits. enjoyed any of the stories, if you want to give a shout out to your dad, send their name through, text it through, whatever you like, uh, and we will give you a, a shout out here on the show tonight. Mm. Uh, another question here for you. Uh, have you ever felt totally drawn to a place, city or country? Like, you know it's history and you just yearn to be there. I know yeah. the oh. answer is yes. <laughs> He's the Pope Catholic. Honestly. Yes, about half the world. (laughs) Um, It's Ireland for me. I've just felt like it's always been my home, and then I found out I was actually biologically connected to it. Mm, Strange about that. Yes, I know. And you're very connected to England, aren't you? I am very connected to England. Uh, You'd think I'd be connected to Poland because that's where my ancestry lies, and probably if I got more of a chance to explore that country. I did go there when I was fairly young and and stupid. Uh, And because I didn't have all of the um, delicious things that I love to do now, literally on the top of my playlist when I was over there, I'd be going over there now with a completely different itinerary. But uh, yes, England for me uh, is one of those places where, where I desperately need to be. And um, uh, thank you for that question, by the way, Jenny. Uh, we've now got one from our our hostess or our our queen of the the show, our princess of the show, Erin. Hello, Erin. 
Uh, could bushland around Newcastle be haunted by things uh, that have happened in the past, such as if there was a battle or something like that? Absolutely, Erin. And we get stories all the time from people living just a little bit further out than the city who have weird and wonderful things happening. Um, I remember probably about three years ago, there was a spate of... Uh, hauntings that was happening around the Madawi area and we actually got called out to a home and a lady was saying that she would see certain things happening down the end of her area of land, her her home where she lived and um, then we also heard that there was another family who would see the marching of um, soldiers going past, and we're not talking about sort of like World War One or World War Two soldiers. We're talking about the soldiers that were here when the convicts were here. So that was really interesting as well. So we can hear stories that go right back to the early days, late 1800s, early 1900s, and we can hear stories that are literally just from a week or two ago. And um, certainly those those people have literally just freshly passed. So um, it's a whole lot of different things. But yes, Erin, the answer to that is they could possibly, some areas could be haunted. Once again, awesome questions. Thank you very much. Now we're going to go to a little break. We're going to head off to, where are we? I've lost my track. Oh, now Renata's chosen this one. Good choice, Renata. I approve of this. Uh, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Afternoon from four, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Want to talk to Spooky Sundays? Sadly, we can't accept your calls via a medium. So live text Anne and Renata on 0490-84886. What on earth was that sound at the end here? <laughs> That really caught me by surprise. I was waiting to do a segue into that, and it was this click. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, back in studio now with Anne and Renata at Spooky Sundays. Just had a message here from Joe saying, just had visions of you two uh, headbanging to Metallica. And, and we were. We were. <laughs> you must be psychic. That's all I can say. And it's good every so often to hear a bit of Metallica. It just cleans out the... Yes. <laughs> Cleans out the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, Deborah Ann said that she'd like to give all fathers a happy Father's Day, a bit of a shout out to them and to all the dads that can't be with their families oh, today. Yeah. And yeah. Shout out to them too. Uh, and she also mentioned that in regards to the uh, the person who felt a connection with a relative she's never met um, in that thing called DNA memory. Mm-hmm. So it could be sequenced into that as well. So mm. she genetically has the memory of her, which they, they do talk about. Mm-hmm. That the the genetic wounds, I suppose, the good and the bad being yes, carried down. That's true, and people forget about that. They actually forget that there are good things that are carried down in the DNA, not just the bad things. And uh, also, Deborah Ann says, been watching Back to Nature, which is a great show. They talk of the Aboriginal spirits and the white fella stories too, connected to places. Joan Lindsay, who wrote Picnic at Hanging Rock, experienced time slips and felt a connection to the rock. People who knew her called her a mystic. It's a very eerie place. We actually tried to get to there, didn't we? Mm, yes. We uh, headed up to Sassafras to meet Mel. Uh, it was Mel, wasn't it? Yeah, in her little shop. Yes. Um, and, uh, wow, it was beautiful driving through that oh. that. F- Bush. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag sacred bush. For those who don't know the bush stories, just do a hashtag sacred bush and you'll find that. Once again, that's a, a wheezing Renata story. <laughs> uh, but um, I've always wanted to visit the the picnic at Hanging Rock site just for shit. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to say shizzles. It's called shizzles, Renata. Okay, sorry. But especially when you're on radio, shizzles, please. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, we will be doing the tarot questions. I think we've got enough people for tarot questions now, but Renata's just taken the phone and she doesn't know what she's doing with it. So I'm trying to get back to the the other things that are no, on there as well. we've been asked whether we've been to Kapunda, Kapunda, South Australia. No, I haven't. No, I haven't either. I, it's supposed to be very, very haunted. That's. We, I think we were going there. Well, because we this was another one of the trips. Oh, I think we've got to find those airfares as well. <laughs> we, didn't we book airfares to South so, Australia? Yes, we did. We did. I've, I and had to go through go. Uh, all my. Um, I'm trying to collect all the flights that we had booked that were cancelled because of the dreaded Rona, and we had one to Los Angeles, one to New Orleans, one to Perth, uh, Tasmania. Um, where else was there? there was oh, we were going overseas too. So there was we, were going a, we to worked Los at, Angeles. And yeah, they said that one. You obviously weren't listening. <laughs> Again. So we had, we worked it out. It was around about $7,000 worth of flights that we've got credits for. And I'd forgotten all about that South, South Australia trip we were going to do. So mm. we need to look up that one as well. So I think we've now answered all our questions there. Was there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up, Renata? No. Well, I have one more little story here that okay. I was going to bring up. All right. Because we'll get to the tarot questions in the next part. But I had another news story. And this actually brings up a whole topic about um, the responsibilities of ghost hunters. So this was in the independent.co.uk news. A woman took a dramatic fall after crashing through a substation roof in disused train station while hunting for ghosts. The 35-year-old woman was searching for signs of paranormal activity activity in the historic Buffalo Central Terminal building in Buffalo, New York, on Sunday when she plunged through a substation roof falling 15 to 20 foot feet foot. <laughs> the ghost hunter, who will not be identified because she's so bloody embarrassed, 
<laughs> well, was taken to hospital uh, where she was treated for multiple injuries, and that cost her about three million dollars for the band aid. Yep, yep. Um, and it's it just. <sighs> It's not the thing to do. There's, there's been, like, Ghost Hunters TV show had filmed there. So it's attracting ghost hunters and it's fallen in, it's abandoned. It's falling into disrepair. Mm-hmm. And this is where ghost hunters should always get permission before going onto sites. Uh, just so that you're covered by uh, insurance should the, the site be unsafe. Uh, and that you're protecting the people that are with you because we, you see it on the ghost hunting TV shows and you want to be just like them and get out there and investigate, but sometimes it's just not safe and you've, you've got to put safety before your excitement. Mm, and that's just a recent story because that's, yeah. that's been in um, a couple of overseas newspapers. Uh, look, head over to Newcastle Live Radio, guys, and have a look at the photo that we posted earlier on this evening of um, the shrunken head that I bought in uh, for uh, tonight's little studio moment. Um, you will find him very, very attractive. Anyway, we've got to get off air so the news can get on time, but stay with us because we will be back with the excitement of the week, which is the paranormal trash or treasure. The pictures are up on Newcastle Live Radio Facebook group, and we're going to be looking at some knickers. But right now, we've got Fleetwood Mac with Rhiannon. <laughs> In sport. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata for the second hour. And, of course, we always start the second hour with one of our most favoured segments. Popular. Popular segment for sure. Paranormal Trash and Treasure. And if you haven't seen the photo on Newcastle Live Radio, head on over there right now. Click on the photo. You can't miss it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, tell us what you think about it because I'm intrigued yeah I I am intrigued Anne Uh, well I I have to say I wasn't actually searching for this particular item it just popped out it just popped up and I went well that's meant to be Mm -hmm. so this I have to say that the uh, item is the colour of my bridesmaid dresses (laughs) (laughs) when I got married it's that lovely peachy apricot apricot that was so taffeta or whatever it was 70s and 80s yep yep my Mm -hmm. Grandmother made them for my bridesmaids and none of them fit. Mm-hmm. So it was fabulous. Um, nice. They have put some lovely photos up. So um, for those who haven't seen the pictures yet, we are talking tonight about haunted knickers. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've, the pictures up there show this lovely apricot pair of knickers. Um, and they're very nicely uh, shown near the lace and the shape. And then they've got a nice big picture of the crotch. Yes. So as you can I see, they're, that. they're not used. There's no marks or stains. Oh. 
<laughs> Sorry, ectoplasm. Gross. There's, there's no ectoplasm on the undies. <laughs> Absolutely gross. Oh, all right. Oh, and she's got it on the table. <laughs> oh, I've just seen them. I know. Look, we, we want to buy one of these haunted items. But yeah, we're the just, knickers. We Can refuse we... to pay money for crap. <laughs> Can we get a doll or something? Well, the, these ones are only $11. Oh, that's but They've cheap? been sold. There was two of them and they've both been sold. Oh, I know. And what makes them haunted? Well, let me Pray tell to... you. Oh, God. So we they go. were on eBay uh-huh. um, and the the title read, Old Stock NT Haunted Hanes Nylon Full Booty Silky Soft Full <laughs> Coverage Panty 9. Oh, nice. Now, I'd say whoever wrote this English is not their first language um, and they don't believe in full stops. Right. Um, well, actually, they, they do have lots of full stops, but they'll have four or five of them in a row, mm-hmm. which is something I tend to do when I'm writing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still to give a little bit of a pause, but um, I'm going to try and read it exactly as it is. Mm, hang so on to your hats, don't, people. Please don't think that this is my, my bad reading. This is just how it reads. These are a pair of stunning nylon haunted haunted estate old stock not worn CDs. <laughs> I told you she was going to wheeze. I knew we'd get a wheeze tonight. Now, Renata, I've got a whole page. Let me get through it. Okay. Okay. They have have her spirit, so we just wanted you to know they are lovely and have cotton gusset and lace waistband, full booty coverage too, nice for sleeping, higher waist too, tag size nine, welcome some on us of our store. (laughs) All is spirit here. Uh We have been hunting, hunted and collecting them for over 30 years now. It is our passion and we do understand deeply how this energy works. We have passion to find spirited items. We, the dolls, art, babbles, garments, textiles, anything spirited really. They are a slice of therapy to us so we share with any whom are interested. We handpicked every one or they handpicked us really truly they find us we do not find them <laughs> the spirit enjoys high energies true one so oh. <laughs> they and en- breath and breath <laughs> they enjoy all kinds of things just like us <laughs> they all are individual and themselves yet they do pick up things from others just like we do right. need love and to be treated just like any family member is our vessels seem to love the finer things in life too. Their tastes are very OAK as well. Each like different things, music, animals, gardens, adventures, travel, family, coffee, cooking, decorating, chocolate, crystals, fairy lights, herbs, all kinds of fun and joy with such inspiration they give us. All our vessel dolls and most of our things have spirit. Some call it haunted, well deeper, different than this is us so. I had to practice this. Haunting is word yet so much understanding behind it. Ah. So ask if you like our understanding. Our store is full of what we call spirited items with feelings to evoke, stories to tell, mystiques in time and space they have been imprinted on. We have a love for things that are not stale yet... I can do this. We have a love for things that are not stale, yet moving true with something to give be received. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I love these stories no. so much. So a little about us and our stores. So thank you. Uh, any questions, please ask. <laughs> we can hunt, find special requests too if you feel. Ask us. We bubble the heck out of everything that is fragile and paper too. The spirit dolls have requests too. So if you find other things in your box, that is for them. <laughs> <laughs> So when they I think they've been chasing algorithms because <laughs> they've used every single word that possibly can, I think, can fit it. Yeah, and also they've they've realised if they've got shit lying around, they'll just put it in the box and yeah, say, yeah, we'll, yeah, the, yeah, we'll blame that it. on the item. Just have it. All right, let me keep going. Uh, I haven't not finished, finished yet. <laughs> oh, no. We paper and take great care in packing. If it fits in anything flat rate, we will stuff all we can. Many of our things have tags that have been removed or marked. We also give you our discount, then some more money off the shipping. So we do not make money off the shipping at all. We steam or launder our garments. <laughs> Glad they do. And that's that's the description that came with the haunted knickers. Oh, but they don't tell you anything about the story of the haunted knickers. Not really, just that they've got um, full booty coverage <laughs> and that they've they've got an essence attached to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. <laughs> I think they've been to deceased estates. Oh, <laughs> no. And they've just gone... Give us what's ever left over and, uh, yeah, we'll just sell it. We'll just sell it. So is this paranormal treasure? treasure? (laughs) I think it's treasure. I think we should let our listeners vote on that one. So you send us a message in whether you think it's paranormal trash or treasure. (laughs) The number is 0490848886. We want this to be an interactive show. We love yes. it when we get a text. We get so excited. Yes, absolutely. No sexts, please. We <laughs> don't want those. Um, but I think we've got to go to a song. Yes, we do. And we are going to Soft Cell. Oh, when's the last time you heard this, guys? Tainted Love. to another one of my favourite parts of the show. Of course, anything I do is my favourite part of the show. <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh, no, I'm not, I love Renata's stuff. Um, but I'm just naughty. I can't help myself. Yes, you are. And look, if you haven't been onto the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook page, head on over there now and you'll see all the photos that we've been putting up. So we've got Simon the Shrunken Head and we've got the naughty underwear. Um, you are very free to add your your little comment yeah, on Check there. out the crotch on those knickers and let me know <laughs> if they're clean or not. So we're up to the next. Now, I, I did put an option up for this. This was for you guys to choose which story you got to hear tonight because I had two. One was a story from John Pertwee when he was a little boy and a, a ghost uh, encounter that he had. And the other one was a ghost story about a bag of soot. And you guys, 
very, very big swing went to John Pertwee. So we're going to do the John Pertwee story. You're not going to find out the bag of soot unless we've got time. Uh, But I thought it was very funny that Bonnie and Dan from the radio station both voted for the bag of soot. So thank you, Bonnie and Dan, for giving the bag a sort of shout out. But let me tell you all about John Pertwee's ghost story. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, because we are old and some of you people might be young, he was... (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping. He was one of the uh, Doctor Who's and he was on there for many years and he was fabulous but he also um, was a a creepy character on an ABC children's show as well. I can't remember what it was and if you've seen his son um, his son is the spitting image of him and he's an actor as well but let me tell you now about John Pertwee actor of Doctor Who fame and his childhood encounter that scared the bejesus out of him. Now, apparently this came from a book written by Richard Davis in 1979 called I've Seen a Ghost, and it was all stories about celebrities. As a small boy, Pertwee used to go and stay with a school friend in an Elizabethan manor house in Sussex. The family lived in one wing, and the rest of the house was not widely used, except when they were giving parties. There was also a dining area with a minstrel's gallery running around it. Leading off the gallery was another room uh, used as a bedroom. On this particular occasion, John was asked if he minded sleeping in this room as all the others were full during the holiday season. He distinctly remembered his friend's father saying, Do you think that's wise? The mother replied, Oh yes, that's all right. He's a sound sleeper. Do you remember the minstrel's gallery in Lep Castle? No. Up in the bloody chapel? No. No. When we're up in the bloody chapel, there is like a a landing that was up above and that's where the minstrels would sit in place. So when they were having balls and things like that, they would have the the minstrels sitting up up above so that didn't take up the area with all the nice people. Uh, So this is what this area was. It was the minstrels gallery with a room off it, which was a bedroom. So... They put John into that room. On the first night, John awoke feeling an awful nausea and proceeded to vomit on the bedclothes. Dreadfully embarrassed, he cleaned the sheets as best he could with water and hung them up to dry. In the morning, he told his hosts he had slept well. They probably saw the wet sheets and assumed other things, but Mm. that's okay. Now, as the next night that he worked out exactly what had happened to him and what had made him so ill. Oh, what was it? The next night he went to bed again and woke up. This time he realised what it was that was making him sick. Mm -hmm. In the room there was the most overpowering smell of putrefying flesh. It was exactly like a dead sheep and it permeated the room. He said, I shot up out of bed and again felt violently sick. I looked up and about four feet from the end of my bed was a thing I can only describe as a sort of tree trunk. It was a light greenish color and it undulated. And as far as I could see, it bubbled. It seemed to have bubbles that blew up at the side of it and didn't burst exactly, but disappeared. This thing was moving very, very slowly toward me. 
the thing frightened John so badly that he wet the bed and ran down the gallery to the wing where the others were staying. While being comforted by his friend's mother, he heard her husband say, you see, we should never have put him in there. On asking his friend about it, he was told that other people had seen the thing and the family never put a guest in that room. They had rashly assumed a young boy would be a deep sleeper and would not be awoken by the thing. He never did find out what the crawling, glowing, bubbling, stinking tree stump was. Oh, that just sounds horrible. I know, but isn't it a great story? And look, when I was reading that, I sort of had a thought, could it possibly him having a vision of one of the Doctor Who episodes he played in in the future. Oh, it could have been Because too. I remember one of the episodes that had a creature and that had bubbles and things, and the bubbles used to creep out across the floor, and it gave me nightmares for years. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. That's crazy. So what if it, if it wasn't a, a time slip and he was experiencing something from his future, what could have that been? Oh, bad curry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like elementals to me. It doesn't sound like it was ever human, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, it does. It sounds like something very deep and dark from the recesses of uh, his mind. But you kind of think, well, where would that have come from? Yeah. Very interesting. But guess what? We've got time to hear your soot story. Oh, have we? Yeah, we do. Oh. Everyone's a winner here at <laughs> Spooky Sundays. I must have known to bring it in with me. Absolutely. Um, all right. So this is from Crowborough, Sussex. Now, there is a road there called Jarvis Brook Road, and it was known or believed to harbour the presence of a spectral bag of soot. That would pursue the unwary. <laughs> mm. Okay, we're being chased by a bag a of soot. Bag of soot. Right. Right. Um, so there was a story. What there. do these people drink? I do. Warm, warm beer. <laughs> um, so it says that uh, it, it was well known for chasing people. Um, I'm just trying to find the rest of it there. Uh, another apparition of a most peculiar t- kind made its appearance occasion the Jarvis Brook Road. I do not recollect hearing of a similar spectral appearance. It assumed the form of a bag of sort and would run after the wayfarer who had the misfortune to traverse this road on the particular night when the ghost soot bag held its revel. <laughs> a boastful blacksmith, having primed himself with beer... <laughs> Determined to encounter the soot bag (laughs) and boldly ascended the hill while his companions waited at the base to witness the result. Very soon he was seen running at full speed down the hill pursued by the said bag of soot. So terrified was he that he did not stop till he reached his house and bolted himself within it. Now it is thought that this ghost mm-hmm. must have been the spirit of a chimney sweep oh. who had some grudge against the good people of Jarvis Brook. Uh-huh. Very few persons would like to come in contact with a bag of soot either, whether it's material or spiritual, and there can be no discredit in trying to escape from it. 
Perhaps the chimneys of Jarvis Brook were never swept, but whenever the soot accumulated were set fire to, which is a Sussex mode of cleaning chimneys, apparently. Um, <clears throat> this may have been a grievance to the local sweep, who avenged himself in the manner above related, having carried his grievance into the other world. However, the perturbed spirit is now at rest, or at least we have to guess, because... The bag of soot has not been witnessed on Jarvis Brook Road for many, many decades. Mm. That's, yes. I find all the best stories, don't you, I? You do, you do. <laughs> Crazy. Now, before we go to a song... I just had another thought. <clears throat> oh, Didn't okay. even hurt. Right. Um, what if somebody was burnt in a fireplace and their their ashes were collected in the bag with the soot and it was actually that person's essence what was left of the, their body in that bag of soot and because they couldn't assume the form of a skeleton or a ghost they just they appeared as a bag of soot um I have everyone, she has no words I, I have everyone sleeps well tonight that's all I can say yeah, you've you've left me you've left me without words. You discombobulated, my favourite word. Mm. Look, uh, in the last half hour, we're bringing Christy from Spells and Spirits back, and she's going to be giving us some nice information about what we can do with salt, I believe. Oh yes. Uh, rather than just put it on your chippies. Oh well, the supernatural boys use salt. Yes, do Sam they? and Dean. Do you know I have never watched? Oh, I, I don't episode. even t- speak to the hand. <laughs> speak to the never, hand. How can you be a paranormal investigator and not watch never Sam and Dean? One show of Supernatural. I learnt everything I needed to know from those boys. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What song are we going to, Renata? We are going to. Oh, we've played this before, but you know it's a well, request. We haven't played it's a it special tonight. Request. <laughs> Season of the Witch by Donovan.
to a nerdy kid named Steve Urkel welcomed too many boy bands and kept asking us who killed Laura Palmer. Billy Ray Cyrus and the mullet ruled and we knew the truth was out there. If you're ready for a walk down memory lane, join Newcastle Live Radio for The 90s at Night from 8pm Monday to Friday. Don't miss The 90s at Night only on Newcastle Live Radio. Pickett's Pharmacy has a very clear philosophy in life. Everything starts with the family. That philosophy was paramount when Pickett's opened their first pharmacy at Blackbutt in 1970. The family, your family, has been central to the caring service you'll experience at the six Pickett pharmacies across Newcastle and the Hunter. The Pickett's family, your family's pharmacy, your family's health is their priority. For over a hundred years, Rundles has been dressing Newcastle men. They're the wedding suit specialists, and they have designer menswear for all occasions. Plus, they offer traditional tailoring and exceptional service. When you want to look spectacular, turn to the name you can trust. Rundle Tailoring, 767 Hunter Street, Newcastle West. Experience the difference. To keep up to date on everything happening in Newcastle and The Hunter, it's Newcastle in the Morning with Tracy Mack. 9am to midday, Monday to Friday, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays and we have the fabulous Christy from Spells and Spirits on the line to talk to us. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anna Renata. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm I'm okay. What happened last week was I actually finished watching 15 years of Supernatural. Oh, did you? I know, and I cried like a baby, and it's left a hole in my heart. Because you know there's no more. I know. Oh, it's just devastating. How are we going to learn now that Sam and Dean are gone? Look, 
I don't know, but I've taken away some really good information yep. mm-hmm. from watching Supernatural. Really, it's where I get all of my information from. Mm-hmm. And look, I, from the I, Winchester I, brothers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look, salt. They're, they're all over salt. I know that with them, they put a ring of salt around you no matter what happens. The only thing you've got to be care- careful of is that if the demon has really good breath control and can blow that salt <gasps> out of the ring. No. Yeah, if they go, can break the circle. They can break the circle. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So always carry the big one kilo sack of salt <laughs> yep. around with yep. you. You never know when you've got rock to have salt. to bust it out. That's right. Or one yep. big, yeah, one big rock. One big rock of yep. salt. Now, did you hear our story about the haunted diggers? Yes, now, take my money. Oh, take your money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks it's a good thing? All right, thank you. Now, what are you talking yep. about tonight, Christy? Salt. Salt. Oh. Salt. I'm really going to talk about salt. All right. Tell us all about it. So really, it doesn't matter. There's all different types of salt. So there's pink and there's Celtic and there's sea and there's all plain old table salt. But it really doesn't matter what type of salt you use. They all have protective properties. Tell us more. So, <laughs> yeah, so well, pink salt or your Himalayan salt, um, that can protect relationships and it can also help to remove negativity and any blockages. Mm-hmm. The Celtic sea salt protection again, but it also can be used to attract financial abundance. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sea salt is purification and good for cleansing and balancing the emotions. So obviously swimming in the ocean is one of the greatest things that we can do for ourselves. It's free. It's absolutely free. Yep. And then there's also black salt, which is probably the most powerful protective salt that there is. Now, what is black salt? So black salt is something that you can simply make yourself. So when we say it's highly protective, you can just use your normal table salt, although sea salt is a better option. So to make your own black salt, all you need to do is collect the ashes from your enemies, your enemies. <laughs> that's right and make sure their skulls are dishwashers safe um, <laughs> no, sorry that was had taken to, we had, had, to. had to had to do that had to. yeah yeah so using your cauldron so just fill your bottom of your cauldron with some salt so like i said it can be plain table salt if that's all that you have available and as you burn your bay leaves or your resins or incenses and, or collect the ashes from when you smudge with your sage. Mm-hmm. Allow all those ashes to collect in the bottom. And once you feel like you've got a nice build-up, mix it in the salt and the ashes together and then pour it into a jar and voila, black salt. Black salt, absolutely. Now you can also pop that out under the dark moon, which is pretty much about now um, mm-hmm. because we've got a new moon coming tomorrow um, with that so you can even put it out under under that um, dark moon just to really get that energized with that protectiveness mm-hmm. now, now you can use it yeah, sorry. sorry, ghost hunters can actually take some black salt with them okay, as well. Yeah, just to, as protection. To throw it at people. 
No, just no? as protection. If you know, some people aren't aren't as just you know powerful within themselves yeah. to kind of think that they can cope with things. So they like to carry a charm or something with like them. Like when I first started ghost hunting, and I had my lanyard, uh, my keys, car keys were on a lanyard. I used to soak that in holy water at the local church, and we were around my neck. I had yep. rosary beads. I had crystal yep. black yep. tourmaline. Yep. Um, I had a, a bottle full of holy water. Mm-hmm. I had everything. Mm-hmm. So black salt. <laughs> would be something would you recommend that christy definitely so for its powerful protectiveness if you feel as though you need that layer extra protection when you go on investigations um then certainly just um you know you can take just a little you know bit of it and you know who doesn't wear black so you can just rub it on your clothes yeah. you're not even going to see it absolutely what about actually sprinkling sprinkling some maybe uh, at your front door or definitely at your back door just to protect definitely. it from the nasty people that might want to come in definitely so you can definitely sprinkle it in your entrance ways to your house um to absorb any negativity but to also absorb any spiritual sludge as well Mm, i love that spiritual sludge yeah you know what i've got at my front door because i used to get a lot of uh door-to-door religion sales um where they'd they'd come and try and flog whatever their religion was i've i've got a ouija board doormat and i i could actually see them walk up to the door and they'd look down and go (gasps) and take a few steps back and run away so (laughs) that worked well for me too excellent (laughs) but there's also different ways you can make salt bowls and put them around your house so Mm -hmm. all you need to do is get a bowl fill it with salt you can add some herbs and essential oils and crystals to it so for home protection you could use um put sea salt in a bowl and put a few sprigs of rosemary and some black tourmaline and you can make a new bowl every two to four weeks so give it a chance to absorb all the negativity and then refresh it mm. but you could even do one for home love as well with pink salt rose petals and rose quartz mm. oh, i've Ooh. used that and it's really mm. good actually oh it did yeah, the job the did it yeah, it did. yeah. Oh. Oh, i don't want to do that yeah I, I might need some of that tonight at this father's day you've got to pay <laughs> your dues <laughs> Oh God! No, <laughs> it's, like the, it's, it's like the Sunday. Yeah. Oh, it's Sunday, darling. <laughs> God, Sorry, we've upset Christy now. Traumatized. Sorry. But at its most basic, if your cat thinks the bowls are cute little litter bowls for put, that you put out just Ew, for them, no. or people that you share your house with just don't understand what your salt bowls are, obviously throw black salt straight oh, at their eyeballs. That's true. With that, but what you can do is just simply get a small glass, put in three teaspoons of salt, half a cup of water, stir it till it's dissolved. dissolved. And then simply walk around the house, dip your fingers in it, and then flick that salt water into the corners of the rooms. And actually, Deborah Ann's just jumped on and said something about it's a feng shui thing as well um, with the the salt water cure. I'm not quite sure about that, but Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that, Deborah Ann. Awesome. Yeah, well, salt water's always had healing properties, Um, you know, not just, you know, for your skin and things like that with any skin conditions. Um, but you have that, you know, just that purification and the cleansing of salt. Oh, I think it's past Christy's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Christy, how can people contact you if they want to know inf- more information? Yes, they can jump onto my Facebook, which is just simply Spells and Spirits, or onto my website, which is www.spellsandspirits.com. 
spirits.com.au. Awesome. Now, if you have something special to ask Christy, let us know. Send us a message and uh, we will get Christy to look at that next week. But we're going to say goodnight to you Good now. Goodnight, Christy. Good night. And uh, Lift yes. your faces. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bye. 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 All right. Well, we're heading into the last 15 minutes, but we're going to go for a song now. This, this last little section goes like the clappers, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. We get a bit frantic. It does. So we've got Radiohead with Creep. Which button is it, Renata? It's that this one. one. It's yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, we've got it. We've got it. <laughs> well done, Renata.
so fucking special I wish I was special But I'm a creep I'm a widow What the hell am I doing here? When you're ready to look your best, weddings, parties, race days, work events, sensational clothes that fit and last. Ken Lane in Maitland's High Street Mall. The Lipstick Lunch is a daily celebration. A celebration of smart, sassy, fierce and incredible women in all of their glorious too-muchness. We explore the obstacles and the challenges we face, the failures and triumphs and the men and women we give our hearts to. Join Louise for the Lipstick Lunch weekdays from midday to 2pm right here on Newcastle Live Radio. If it's on in the Hunter, it's on Newcastle Live. And you're back with Anne and Renata for the last few minutes of Spooky Sundays. We hope you have enjoyed this evening, but we're not finished yet. Oh, no. We've got a few comments here in the uh, text messages that have come in. Uh, and apparently the Japanese men used to buy underwear on the internet. And so maybe that whole spiel about the, the haunted knickers was for the, the Japanese men. I wonder what they're buying them for. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> the John Pertwee was Wurzel Gummidge. That was the name of the character and I'd also like to say that I do have other people agreeing with me that Sam and Dina Spunks and their dad wasn't bad either you're not wrong um, he oh boy he was hot um, I love the comment from Joe about the um, underwear uh, segment we did sounds like my ni- new Nigerian fiance is now selling underwear again <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we had uh, Christy say, shut up and take my money. Totally treasure. And I won't say what she said about her knickers because that might be totally inappropriate. But we do have a tarot question for you. Yeah. Okay. So this is Jenny and she said she wants to give a big shout out to her dad on the other side, Keith Parsons, and loves that he is still keeping an eye out on her and leaves her five cent pieces as a sign. Um, So what is dad trying to tell me from the other side, Renata? Okay, well, for you, the card that has come up is... Oh, no, I've just lost it. Hold on. Here we go. It looked like it was the magician from here. No. Was it? No. Uh, It's the six of coins, the six of... um, or pentacles, depending on what tarot deck you use. And this is about generosity. And uh, I know that you are a generous person, Jen, and your dad is looking down at you going, boy, did I raise a good daughter. No. Did I raise a good daughter or not? Goodness gracious me, I have. Um, So it's all about him. Was it Father's Day or something? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so he knows exactly what you've been doing and what you're you're up to and and how you give of yourself and how you have given of yourself for so many years. And it's about time it's your turn. 
Uh, we've also got a comment here. Hi, aunties. Love the show. When I was a kid and into my adulthood, I felt safe in the original two rooms of our colonial cottage, but I would run inside from the outhouse as I felt someone was watching or going to get me. I was in my mid-30s when I finally told mum about the feeling and she was surprised. She said the presence was comforting to her, especially when my sister and I went to school on the bus. So why would one person have an uneasy feeling yet another person have an uncomfortable feeling? Oh, that's got a lot to do with age as well. So the younger you are, the more likely it is that you're going to feel a little bit scared of whatever you encounter, especially if you haven't had the chance to talk to anybody about it or let anyone really understand or help you understand what's going on. Um, there, look, there are so many things associated with why one person would feel scared and one person would feel comfortable. The original way this particular soul presented themselves is also something that would take in you'd have to take into account Uh, so if you're unprepared and if it's a real shock to the system the likelihood is that will kind of be retained within your memory and you will feel scared every time you encounter something like that if it is something that is a little bit more neutral when it comes to the way it's presented itself and you you might be in a more happier mood or there might be some music or something that's happening and you kind of notice something out of the corner of your eye and it's not really that scary then you're likely to be more open to that happening again. Yeah, and also I think as a young person that you, or young people in general, they have that more uh, basic flight or fight instinct. Mm -hmm. So if you were encountering an energy and your body didn't know what it was and and not being a more mature soul, um, your body just would have reacted on instinct to be possible danger and to run. Yeah. All right. We've got – oh, and somebody said that the the Donovan, Season of the Witch, was the theme song for Britannia. Britannia. So if nobody – if you haven't seen that particular TV series – it's bloody brilliant. Yeah. And anyone who likes things that are rather wrapped in, in mysticism and magic and everything, Britannia is fantastic. We have to wrap. Oh, if we've got time for one more? Cause yeah. We, um, just a very quick one. Will I stay where I'm living or will I have to move again? Uh-huh. I don't think we're going to have time for a naughty card. I think it's just going to be a um, a quick tarot card for you. Look, whatever it is, it's going to be wonderful because you have the four of wands and this is something that leads you to be connected to other people and feeling really comfortable and happy with wherever you are. But I think whatever you feel in your heart at the moment and what you want to have happen is what's going to have ha- what's going to happen for you and you're going to be really happy with it. Now, just to finish up, if you want to get in contact with us during the week, um, again, if you have any particular stories that you would like to send us or uh, any feedback from the show, please contact us uh, through Newcastle Live Radio or uh, head to Anne and Renata. 
Yeah, Frightfully Good on Facebook. That's where we spend a lot of our time. Also, at the moment, I'm putting up loads of videos from our various international trips from 2019 and earlier because that was the last time we could travel. Um, And there will be some going up from earlier this year as well. But uh, there are some very funny moments. And we'd love you all to join us on that YouTube channel, Anne and Renata. Mm, Until then, and until next week, we bid you all farewell. Please have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And we're finishing up on Highway to Hell from ACDC. And we'll see you all on the dark side. Bye. Bye. Bye.